I'm Larissa, and I want to help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and innovators so they can thrive by doing what they love. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. This is episode 88, and today I'm going to be introducing three models of commerce, single channel, multi-channel, and omni-channel, and explaining how you can adjust your marketing strategy to match your chosen model. Which commerce model is right for your jewelry brand, and how can you make your the most of your current approach to selling, you'll definitely wanna listen for more information. But before we get to the meat of the episode, I wanna share some marketing-related news and insights from the past week that caught my attention. First, I saw a really great article in eConsultancy titled, Maximizing the Fashion E-Commerce Experience as Consumers Move from Brick to Clicks. Of course, the article is about fashion and not jewelry, but many of the same insights and principles apply. In the era of COVID-19, many consumers who were used to shopping in brick and mortar stores are now forced to shop online, even if online shopping is not their preference. So how can you convert these customers who would rather be seeing and trying on your jewelry in store? The author of the article suggests engaging the novice online shopper by implementing social proof, sharing user-generated content, taking advantage of augmented reality tech solutions, and more. You can also try re-engaging your new customers by personalizing product recommendations. AdAge recently shared an interesting article titled 10 Major Issues Digital Marketing May Face in the Future. Of course, I was interested to learn more about the challenges that brands may face in the coming months and years. Some of them include audiences becoming increasingly adverse, too much emphasis on a metrics-first approach to marketing, and tone-deaf messaging, which we've definitely seen during the COVID-19 pandemic and Black Lives Matter movement. As technologies evolve and consumer expectations change, challenges are always evolving as well. And finally, I was interested in one other article from eConsultancy titled, How E-Commerce Brands Are Incorporating Live Streaming into Digital Strategy. QVC and Amazon have been experimenting with live streamed shopping events, but they have yet to decide whether or not consumers are embracing these efforts. Of course, during the COVID-19 pandemic, many jewelry entrepreneurs have been doing online shopping events using tools like Instagram Live. But the main problem with Live is that it doesn't have any native shopping functionality. So a customer has to go to the brand's e-commerce site, search for the product, and figure out any sort of information that she needs. According to the article, quote, brands are partnering with third-party companies like LiveScale and Bamboozer, which both offer live streaming capabilities that can be integrated into brand websites and therefore enable viewers to shop what they are seeing, end quote. It will definitely be interesting to see how consumers respond to these efforts. 
If you want to get the links to the articles I share in this segment of the podcast, you can sign up for my email newsletter by visiting joyjoya.com slash sign up, and you'll get a digest with links every time a new episode drops. Okay, let's get to it. So in episode 72 of this podcast titled Jewelry Marketing in the Time of Coronavirus, I discussed the importance of multi-channel and omni-channel for jewelry brands. However, I never really explored these topics in depth and I never really clarified how multi-channel is different from omni-channel. So I wanna do that today. During the COVID-19 pandemic, many jewelry brands that only sold their products through one sales channel realized how important it is to diversify and not put all their eggs in one basket. Jewelry brands that were only available in brick and mortar stores scrambled to set up their e-commerce shops, and even the brands with online stores rushed to optimize their e-commerce presence and reach customers in new ways through virtual trunk shows, social commerce, and more. So what is the difference between multi-channel and omni-channel? Which one is right for your jewelry brand and how should you adjust your marketing efforts to match your strategy? First, I wanna state the obvious. So with single channel e-commerce, a jewelry brand is selling through one channel only. For example, that brand may have a brick and mortar store, an Etsy shop, or an e-commerce storefront. Marketing for a single channel brand is pretty one-dimensional and straightforward, since the goal is to simply drive foot or digital traffic to your store. However, it can also be really limiting, since customers are always moving between sales channels and often making their purchasing decisions based on convenience and comparisons. Your preferred way of selling may not be your target customer's preferred way of buying, and you're not providing them with any alternatives. With multi-channel, on the other hand, a jewelry brand sells its products through a number of separate and independent channels. For example, the brand may sell on its own e-commerce website, in a proprietary brick and mortar boutique, in a retailer's boutique, on a retailer's e-commerce site, at trunk shows, pop-ups, you get the idea. For the most part, each channel acts as an independent silo. With each channel, the jewelry brand may also have different types of customers who respond better to different types of marketing. For example, the brand may make jewelry that appeals to many different generations, but while the millennials prefer to shop the brand's e-commerce site, the boomers may prefer to shop in-store or at trunk shows. As a result, the jewelry brand must also segment its marketing efforts. Visitors to the website may respond better to Facebook retargeting ads, while shoppers at the trunk show may enjoy personalized email invitations to future events. According to data published in the Harvard Business Review, 73% of all customers use multiple channels during their purchase journey and will only buy once they feel like they have enough information to make an informed decision. To follow and track your customer journey seamlessly, you should strive to provide an omni-channel experience. Omnichannel is different from multi-channel because the channels are not treated as separate silos. Instead, the jewelry brand expects that the customer will move seamlessly from one channel to another and then buy whenever she's ready to buy. As a result, all marketing must also be integrated and follow the customer through her buyer's journey or through the funnel, which you can learn more about in the previous episode. 
One great example of a jewelry brand that's embracing omni-channel is Kendra Scott, which is constantly anticipating how consumers want to experience and buy their jewelry. Within days of closing all their stores in March 2020 in the thick of the COVID-19 pandemic, they were able to implement curbside pickup, buy online pickup in store, and ship from store options for customers. These changes now allow customers to shop conveniently and seamlessly. In May, Kendra Scott even introduced a virtual try-on tool, which allows customers to try on products without even ever visiting a store. Fewer customers may be visiting retail stores, but they still wanna have that in-store shopping experience in a safe way. When she's ready to buy, Kendra Scott will have the data about the customer's preferred product selections, so the brand can give personalized product recommendations. With Omnichannel, personalized marketing campaigns can follow a customer's behaviors. For example, if a customer abandons her cart, she may receive an email reminding her that she can also pick up the product at her local store instead of waiting for the product to be shipped. Since the experience is better integrated for the customer, the resulting data is also better integrated for you. You can gain amazing insights about your customers and their path to purchase. In 2020 and even beyond, Omnichannel is definitely an ideal model since consumers expect to be able to purchase their desired item in whatever way is most convenient to them. Today's consumers are empowering themselves with information and shopping in an intelligent way, so they expect retailers to keep up with them or get left behind. However, not every jewelry brand has the resources to execute an omnichannel strategy immediately. For example, if you don't already have an e-commerce store, then you'll have to spend more time and money on creating the full digital experience for your brand. A brick and mortar only store will wanna start embracing multi-channel. They may even want to market their online presence differently to attract a new customer base. From there, a jewelry brand can focus on transitioning from multi-channel to omni-channel incrementally. For example, a brand can start by experimenting with social commerce, in addition to e-commerce. They can offer location-based recommendations for where the customer can try the products in person. Omnichannel also has the potential to improve relationships between jewelry brands and retailers. I've heard from many jewelry entrepreneurs that they struggle to get their products featured in retail stores. Furthermore, they're sick and tired of the consignment model and wish that retailers would buy their products outright. But retailers want to know that the products will sell before they decide to purchase inventory and invest money. However, if more direct-to-consumer jewelry brands followed an omni-channel model, they could focus on driving potential customers to all their channels, including their retail partners, with the goal of creating a seamless customer experience. With this omni-channel model, retailers can, could serve as many distribution sites, even if the products are only in store on consignment, and those retailers could fulfill orders for customers who live nearby. Over time, the jewelry brand could build trust with the retailers, and the popularity and profitability of the products could be established. It's a win-win situation. The jewelry brand can gain more exposure by being on store shelves and behind glass and jewelry cases, and the retailers win because the jewelry brands are treating them as an integrated channel and not as an other. 
Not only can an omni-channel approach help you stay top of mind with your target customers, but it can also offer convenience and flexibility. Two things that consumers have been trained to expect in the age of Amazon. They'll be more inclined to buy from you when they're ready, since the product selection and purchasing process will embody everything that makes shopping fun, as it should be, whether it's being done online or in person. So what do you think? Where are you in terms of, are you single channel, multi-channel, omni-channel? Do you want to move to a different model? I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can always email me, Larissa, that's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com to share your insights, questions, whatever else you wanna send me. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.